Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the British Ice Hockey Podcast. Available every week on Audio Boom, the iTunes Store, and from BritishIceHockey.co.uk. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Ben, and coming up on this week's show, we're going to be hearing from the Manchester Storm, the Guildford Flames, the Nottingham Panthers, the Leeds Chiefs, the Swindon Wildcats, and we're going to be joined by the media manager at the Elite Ice Hockey League, Mr. Luke Fisher. All of that and loads more on this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. Welcome. Welcome to this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. Coming up over the course of this week's show, we're going to be talking to the media manager at the Elite Ice Hockey League. That's Luke Fisher. We're also going to be catching up with some head coaches. We've got Ryan Finity coming on, the head coach of the Manchester Storm, Paul Dixon from the Guildford Flame and Tim Wallace from the Nottingham Panthers. We'll also be catching up with him on this week's show. We're also going to be talking about the new National Ice Hockey League, the National League, which will be getting underway next week, as we'll be joined by Swindon Wildcats general manager Steve Nell and Sam Zajak from the new club, on the block, the Leeds Chiefs. But before that, what an opening weekend that was to the season. Some great matches in the Challenge Cup, as well as Cardiff and the Belfast Giants flying the flag when it comes to the Champions Hockey League. And for a little catch-up now on the lie of the land following the opening weekend of the season, on Tuesday, I caught up with BritishIceHockey.co.uk's very own, the marvellous, here's Craig Anderson. Uh, so, Craig, a big thank you for joining us and, and welcome uh, to the British Ice Hockey Podcast. And, and what a week it's been uh, to, to, uh, for, for your first appearance on the show. Cardiff, <laughs> Cardiff and Belfast played a blinder last week, didn't they, in the CHL? They certainly did. Um, that's something I wrote about on the British Ice Hockey website, you know, about the fact that there's maybe not so much a surprise element anymore. The British teams on the back of the, the increased performances, maybe not so much getting the results in recent years, but the efforts in there, one or two players that are standing out. And I think this year, you can maybe use GB's progress in the World Championships as a, as a marker as well for, for some of these teams to go, maybe these guys aren't so bad. 
And Cardiff and Belfast really turned it on to, to pick up 10 points out of 12 between them. It was a fantastic achievement from both teams. Yeah, you can take into account that, that both their games for each of them were at home. So the real test, I suppose, lies in, in going away from home and playing the same teams again and seeing how they got on. But you know what? You can't sniff at that already and that's great progress from both teams. Absolutely. And, and Andrew Lord has come out and said, let's not get too carried away. We're not necessarily out of Group H just yet but but it's been a, a, a great start just to focus on for, for, for Cardiff we, we obviously heard from Cardiff on, on last week's show that performance from Andrew Lord's side the, there is room for optimism there isn't there for, for the future games in Group H definitely but he's, he's right to, to put the, the head on it and say no let's not get too excited here you know we've seen teams go down this road before where they have a couple of good results and all of a sudden they're dreaming of the next round and it doesn't quite happen Cardiff have been down this road before with this competition. This is a third season in a row. So they've got a bit more expectation about it. They know the, the terrain a little bit better. They, they know the standard that they need to rise to, to to be able to compete with these teams. And yeah, you know, they've got that core as well. The players that they brought back again, a lot of the same players that saw them to the success they've had in recent years. So the two results and, and uh, in isolation are, are great. You know, last year they only got the two overtime uh, losses points that the extra points they get for, for taking games beyond regulation time. Power a difference this year already. They, they've looked closely, not only the team domestically having lost the league title this year, but they knew with, with Europe coming in full focus as well, they had to bring in guys with that little bit extra quality that, that would help them through these games. And they've done a great job. You, you can't take anything away from that. Being Mountfield on uh, on Friday, three term, and Mountfield are a team, they're another team who've They've done well in this competition in the past, as was uh, Graz 99ers. Taking them all the way to a shootout and getting the result in their favour shows great great quality, great great character as well. And, and I think you're going to see a lot of that coming soon. Yes, and uh, you've also done an interview with Belfast Giants forward um, Liam Reddox, and you can, you can find that on BritishIceHockey.co.uk, uh, as well as Andrew Lord's comments as well. Um, it's great positivity and optimism in, in week one of the season, superb stuff. And uh, that's just the CHL as well. There's been some Challenge Cup matches over the weekend too, and a great start for the Dundee Stars, uh, a 7-2 win over the Glasgow clan. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a fantastic result right there. Magnificent weekend for Dundee Stars, and I suppose if you're Omar Pasha, you can't really ask for, for much better. Um, there was a lot of hope and optimism about Glasgow clan, but let's keep the focus on Dundee, obviously. They, they get the two great results, and, and deservedly so. Um, over the over the piece, that they, they, they deserve the two wins. They seem to have picked up some, some players that can really help them. I think that the focus on Dundee is getting to the playoffs this year, at the very least. They've missed out in the last two seasons. Great way to start it, especially against your Scottish rivals, a team that, that you, you, you know really well, you know, and, and that was the important thing. Omar Pash has picked up, to me, a, a couple of players that on the face of it look very, very good pickups. Elgin Pierce, for one, I actually uh, put in the, the piece this week, the, the five things we learned from the weekend, he's a pest and it's meant completely in a positive way uh, because he's the sort of guy that, that gets in, in D-men's faces and, and starts mixing things up. And he seems to have the, the makings of a good partnership with Anthony Beauregard. Both men got three goals between them over the, the two games over the weekend. So what a start from Dundee Stars. The goalie, Alex O'Clett, looks a good pick-up as well. He's come from college hockey. Sometimes you can pick up these guys that they're a little bit of a, a rough diamond, a little gem in there, and early signs are, you know, if, if he produces performances like that throughout the season, Dundee could have a far better year than they've had in the last couple of years. And it's great to see them do that. You know, Dundee just... They're a team I like. I like Dundee. I like the fans. They've got great passion up there. The, the, the fanship's growing up there as well. Omar Pasha's done a great job in trying to promote the sport up in up in Tayside. 
and it's working well and the fans are really buying into what he's trying to do with them. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, when it comes to uh, improving on last season, uh, a, a great start for the Sheffield Steelers, 8-4 winners over the Nottingham Panthers on Saturday in the Challenge Cup, but then it, the return fixture, Nottingham Panthers, 5-1 winners over the Sheffield Steelers. Um, to be fair, if you're going to score eight goals past Nottingham, you're going to be a good side this season. Well, I mean, a team like Sheffield Steelers have to improve this year. You know, there's no two ways about it. To finish seventh for a team who regularly regarded as, as title challengers just isn't acceptable. Uh, and you could see from the offset that they were struggling. Paul Thompson tried his best to, to, to bring in a team that they weren't going to challenge. It didn't look good in the first few weeks of that. You know, when he left and Tom Barrasso came in, never really improved them any, I thought. They kept making changes throughout the year. So that kind of, that kind of uh, you know, inconvenience upheaval you know, throughout the course of the year isn't going to help. You're, you're not getting the rhythm. You're not getting consistency. And that was what the Steelers suffered from last year. Aaron Fox has, has talked a good game all the way through the summer. I had the pleasure of speaking to him the other week as well. A guy who's fully focused on what he wants to do with the club. He's looking at being up there with Belfast and, and Cardiff over the course of the season. And rightly so, he, he's got the players to be able to do that. Some of the players he has brought in are, are really high quality. Nikolai Lynchikov, um, who got a couple of big assists on Saturday for one, uh, looks a fantastic player. I think one of the goals he set up uh, for Michael Davis, it's all Lechikov. The assist is absolutely outstanding. Toe-dragging, weaving in and out of players, and then all Davis has to do is just throw that's a sign of a really good player. Martin Saint-Pierre as well, he's come in with uh, some big KHL experience. There's a lot to be excited about if you're a Steelers fan. Maybe not so much the result on Sunday against the Panthers, but I think overall the mood in Sheffield is certainly far better than it was when you look at where they were, say, six months ago. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, when it comes to the Challenge Cup, uh, that's the results from last weekend. But uh, it's back with us this weekend as well. And it's uh, a return to action, to competitive action for the Five Flyers. And we obviously heard from the Five Flyers last week. Get the impression it's going to be a bit of a steady start due to pre-season being a bit bitty with players here and there and everywhere and, and coming back into it. So Five Flyers might be a bit of a grower, but a good start uh, for them to see where they're up to and a good chance as well for the Glasgow clan to, to bounce back on Saturday as these two go head-to-head. I tell you what, Glasgow clan need the points in five. You know, there's always big bragging rights between those two, having witnessed a good few of those games through the years. Fife haven't seen the clan wounded by those two results against the Dundee Stars coming on the back. I thought, let's be fair, a good pre-season. Yeah, they've had players missing, guys that are due to come in, having played the, the hockey in Australia through the summer. I believe those guys should be available this weekend. I'm not 100% on that, but that's certainly the impression I get that those four guys certainly will be involved in some capacity. Fife and Glasgow games go hand in hand. They're great to watch. They're great entertainment. The passion from both sets of fans is, is phenomenal. Even if you look online, you know, it's kind of quiet just now, but that'll certainly build up um, you know, as I speak to you over the course of the week. And it'll ramp up and come to the game on Saturday. Well, that'll take care of itself. Some of the new guys, too, will, will, will go into Kirkcaldy, Fife uh, Icery, and go, what the hell have I come into here? And when, when they hear the noise, those games are pretty special. Those are the games that the fans really like. And you're going to see a real tough game between both teams. The clan have to bounce back, obviously, on the back of those those disappointing results against the Dundee Stars. Zach Fitzgerald insists that you know there were positives to take. I mean, I, I saw the game on Saturday. I commentated on the game for the clan, and yeah, there were positives to, to take from that game. I think that the execution maybe wasn't really a hundred percent. Good build-up stuff. They certainly worked. Alex Leclerc with the finishing just uh, wasn't up to scratches yet. Sunday, I think Sunday was just a, a poor night all round. They have to bounce back. Five. I've got a, a couple of players coming back in as well as I mentioned. 
Um, a couple of young guys as well. Scott Jameson has scored in the, the game against Lansford on Sunday. Looks a good prospect. He's been training with the team quite a lot over the last year. And Sam Jones, the defenceman, is already a bit of a cult hero scoring the overtime winner on Saturday. So the mid is good in five, maybe less so in Glasgow. But with these, these games, anything can happen, I suppose. And, and that's the, the way we'll have to take that on Saturday. And uh, Dun- uh, Dundee Stars will be hosting the Five Flyers. And you mentioned five feet Glasgow being games. That, that'll be a big occasion there as well uh, on, on Sunday. That's that's for sure on, on Sunday evening. Um, and uh, obviously the, the league comes back into play as well this weekend um, uh, with uh, a plethora of matches. Guildford Flames against the Nottingham Panthers, Sheffield Steelers against Coventry. It's Manchester Storm against the Dundee Stars. And on Sunday we've got Coventry against the Sheffield Steelers, uh, the re- return fixture from Saturday. Uh, to use the a phrase it's early days would be an understatement at this point Craig but uh, we're, we're going to know a little bit uh, come come uh, Sunday night aren't we where, where some of these teams are at, at this early stage of the season Definitely we, we'll perhaps have a better idea of Nottingham and Sheffield now that they've both played a couple of competitive games um, against each other but yeah the likes of Coventry Manchester they come in for the first time Guildford as well they're coming off pre-season games you can't really you can't really put too much in pre-season games. It's, it's a fitness exercise. Yeah, it gives the coaches a chance to to see the guys on the ice and, and tweak little systems and, and see where they're going right and going wrong in preparation for these games. You really can't read too much into them. Where the results go, I mean, this is going to be a feature of, of all through the season. We're, we're just not going to know how the games are going to go one way or the other. It really is that tight this year. You would expect the team to rise to the top, and you, you're looking at Belfast and, and Cardiff for that. Maybe even Sheffield Steelers as well, if you know if what they got on paper certainly lives up to uh, how, how they do things on the ice. But it's going to be a really hard one to, to pick out any winner throughout the course. I'm glad I'm not really a betting man because I would really struggle and probably lose a lot of money as well. <laughs> and uh, when it comes to uh, what what people can expect from BritishIceHockey.co.uk uh, over the weekend, uh, lots of reaction um, to, to the Challenge Cup and to the Elite Hockey League kicking off as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, as usual, we like to try and go about the clubs and see what the mood is around there and talk to the coaches and some of the players as well. That's something I like to try and do when I can. So that'll certainly be a feature of this weekend, as you as you rightly say, with the, the games in the league, the Challenge Cup and the CHL games as well, of course. It'll be good to see just where the land lies with a lot of these teams, how happy, how unhappy they, they maybe are with things. That's always a, an enjoyable part of the weekend. But I like seeing the the thoughts of the fans as well and that's that's something we'll try to bring more of in as well we'll try to do a five word review on a Sunday night once the games are finished and, and see how people are feeling um, as we did at the weekend there so that's always good fun and it's, it's well seen what we're back in the season again ah never mind I'm used to a free I'll get a free weekend next year it's fine <laughs> Craig Anderson there from BritishIceHockey.co.uk and we will be hearing more from Craig in a second as last week he caught up with Tim Wallace, head coach of the Nottingham Panthers and uh, we'll be bringing that interview shortly. We're also going to be catching up with the Swindon Wildcats and the Leeds Chiefs later in the show as well as Ryan Finity at the Manchester Storm. But before that, the Elite Ice Hockey League starts up this weekend and uh, to celebrate, EliteLeague.co.uk, the official website for the Elite Ice Hockey League, has relaunched and it looks fantastic, I have to say. And for more on the new look website... I caught up with Elite Ice Hockey League's media manager, here's Luke Fisher. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing this um, across the summer. People were probably wondering why a week out from the new season, we still had all last year's player stats and things in in the old website. Uh, That was more just because we were um, concentrating on getting the new one ready for the new season. Uh, 
So we have a, a new statistics provider that's doing this in the website for us as well, which is awesome. Um, it was just one of those things, really, that uh, I wanted or I would have loved to have shouted about before Saturday and, and before the website went live. But and when you're going to do something a bit more adventurous with the in-game stats, you kind of want to make sure it all works first before you draw people's attention to it. Um, all the scorers have been doing the preseason games using the new software and using the tablets to do the, the shots and the face-offs, which has been really good. And we're really grateful to, to the stats team, to each team for, for doing that. But it was nice to see it then working on the game day. It's had a couple of little issues on Saturday, um, but not really anything that people noticed. And yeah, just to finally see it live and to see people uh, enjoying the enhanced statistics is really, really good. Yeah, and like I say, it really does look fantastic. And uh, one of the things that's that's freely available is is, uh, and I know it's been available in recent years as well. But it's good to see it all in one place. The ability to to watch highlights back and and have a little recap of matches as well, and and it's all there available. Yeah, this is something that um, when I sort of came into the league during uh, start of the first couple of months of last season, what um, I suppose what bugged me to say it honestly, is that we didn't have any of our own games on our own channels. And that just seems kind of counterintuitive to me because the biggest thing to promote the Elite League is the games, it's the goals, it's, you know, the saves, the skills. So uh, what we wanted to do and talked about it over the summer at the board meetings was that we will produce the condensed highlights on a game. And, and we had to find a balance there. You know, teams, some of them have got their highlights packages sponsored. Um, so we find the balance with this that, uh, the league will produce basically these clips that you've seen. It's just one angle. It's the goal, and then it goes straight to the next one. And then the teams can still produce their, their nice highlights packages. They're properly edited. They've got the reverse angles. You might have some pre-game, some post-game stuff. So we don't want to take away from what the teams are doing, but also we want to bring uh, the game action to the league channels quicker uh, on a weekend or on a weekday than maybe it was coming before. Yeah, it's all about exposure, isn't it? I mean, it's it's one of them things where this might sound like a, an obvious question, but but what what do you think this is going to bring uh, to to the game in this country? That this website, you know, it's 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 there. It's got all these um, these highlights available now. All the stats in one place, all the transfer news and that kind of thing. I mean, it's really really important this this level of work that's been done over the summer. I think it is. I mean, um, I think I'm a little bit more social media orientated, so I had to kind of remind myself a little bit that yeah a website is also very important but I think for, for me getting these clips and it doesn't just have to be the game highlights like we've shared the save by Akilene from uh, Saturday it's more likely that something can get a bit more viral exposure or just wider exposure if it's one 30 second clip let's say than a 20 minute highlight video where someone's actually got to go through and watch everything that's in there. So that was also something like if you look at CHL, which I'm uh, involved with as well, uh, we have a setup there where we're allowed to use five near live clips. So that's five 10 second clips within 30 seconds of the action happening per game. So you have to be a bit careful to make sure you have five. And on last weekend's games in the Elite League, we would have really been wondering which five to use because we'd have probably run out after a period at some of the games. But um, those are really good because those are just 10 seconds. So people can see something instantly. And if it's a prospect or if it's a really good save, I mean, these clips we've seen in the past have really been shared a lot and gone quite viral. So that's um, something we, we want to get more, but let's just increase the exposure because a lot of us are seeing it, but a lot of the wider public aren't. 
And uh, speaking of exposure, it's it's not just the website. Obviously, um, like we said, Cardiff and Belfast find the flag uh, for for UK ice hockey um, in in Europe this this season. And you know, it was on Free Sports, uh, cracking performances from Belfast and and from Cardiff over over last week. And and that's great exposure for the league as well. It's unreal uh, what these teams were doing. Um, I was lucky enough to then be at the four games uh, this week and. I mean, the atmospheres were so good at these games, especially at Belfast, Augsburg, where Augsburg brought all of these fans. And then Cardiff on Sunday, it just felt like a playoff game almost. And if you look at the league ranking on the CHL website, I know it's very early days, very, very early days. We've only played two games. But, I mean, on a league ranking, we've gone up to eight out of the, the, the participating leagues in that. So it's just does so much you know and it's all um it's like a chain and a line of events you know you've had great britain going to the elite group we've had the panthers a couple of years ago make the last 16 of the chl and prove that it can happen then great britain has stayed in the elite group now we've got two teams in the chl going and winning home games like it's a little bit crazy to think of it but we have a really good record against the czech extra league in the champions hockey league it's quite funny which people wouldn't necessarily have thought about five years ago. So I think you know, this competition has been really good for the elite league to improve its, its standing around Europe and also, I think, to, to tell our fans that actually we have something pretty good going on here as well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and like I said, the, the coverage that FreeSport are providing for that, 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 that's quite handy as well for, for putting a spotlight uh, on the league. And it all adds, all adds to the flavour, doesn't it, of, of you know, what the Elite League's trying to do, of, of growing the sport, growing the number of eyes, watching the sport. And, and that's all heading in the right direction. And here's hoping to a great season to come. Yeah, the free sports coverage is great um, with the Champions League, especially now they've got two teams to show this year. So you just sort of have, you know, wall-to-wall hockey almost, and, um, and the enthusiasm that comes with it. I mean, having it on television is great, and it also brings their own audience into it because they've got their own social media channels. They've got their own reach. They can reach other people. And it's funny, actually, I was reading a few things online, people saying that, you know, sometimes hockey games are better in person than they can be on TV. But, I mean, some of these Champions League ones that Free Sports showed this week seem to just be just as good if you were watching it on TV than... Uh, than in the arena. So hopefully uh, come the away games this week, everyone will be tuning in and, and following the teams there as well. And uh, obviously it's going to be a busy weekend for, for, for everyone involved with the website this weekend as the Elite League kicks off. Uh, everyone looking forward to that? Yeah, you know, I think we can say it was sort of a soft launch last week. We had uh, then other teams while the College Cup games were on last week doing testing then on, on the Stats um, platform. So yeah, ready to see then uh, how it goes this week. You know, it's it's so fun for me, I think, anyway, and I hope for other people that when you, you know, you haven't seen a game, but you can at least look and see, oh, OK, this team was really good on face-offs or look at where these shots were coming from. So even if you're not there and you have to wait for some highlights, it kind of brings it a bit more to life and hopefully uh, everyone appreciates that. Luke Fisher there, media manager at the Elite Ice Hockey League. And uh, just a reminder, eliteleague.co.uk and uh, on there, loads of highlights, loads of stats, loads of league tables, all kinds of stuff. Superb. And don't forget our website as well, while you're uh, visiting the websites of, of ice hockey in this country, britishicehockey.co.uk. Not a bad supplement there to the official website uh, for the Elite League. Um, we'll be covering off the National Ice Hockey League and uh, we're going to be hearing from uh, two of the clubs looking to compete this season in the National League. Uh, we're going to be hearing from the Swindon Wildcats and from the Leeds Chiefs. But before that, 
to this weekend's matches in the Elite Ice Hockey League. As we were discussing earlier with Craig, some cracking matches to come. The Guildford Flames against the Nottingham Panthers but also the Manchester Storm against the Dundee Stars. And for more on the Storm, on Thursday lunchtime, I caught up with their head coach, here's Ryan Finity. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a bit different, you know. I think we only have uh, three returning guys, and, and one of them's our goalie. So, you know, we've got a lot of new faces and, uh, you know, a bit of growing pains to go through here. But I think, uh, you know, day by day we're getting a bit better and a bit uh, get to know each other a bit more and, and starting to see a little bit of chemistry here. But, um you know, we're going to have to be patient and, 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 you know, work hard on, on video and, and preparation. So, so that uh, come Saturday, we're at our best here. I mean, when, when did the work start for, for you when it, when it comes to, you know, that, that kind of rebuilding and, and recruitment? I mean, it must've been a really busy summer you've had. Yeah, it's, been, it's, it's obviously been a tough summer. You know, we had a lot of guys from the past couple of years uh, retire. Um, you know, we, we uh we lost a couple in in, in kieran long and, and mike hammond you know due to the success that they've had here and um you know so it's been um it's been a challenge for sure and then we we wanted to get a bit younger and, and a bit faster which you know i think we have done but you know with that obviously we, we've got a lot of a lot of first year uh pros so it it is gonna you know there will be a little bit of growing pains here but i like i said i, I like I like my group. Um, you know, I like I like what they bring, and uh, I definitely can see the potential there. It's just about making sure we can put it together and yeah, uh, systematically and 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 get some wins. And and obviously, uh, preseason uh, fixtures and and exhibition games play a, a vital part in in your in your bonding and and getting the players to know each other and that kind of thing. Uh, how how have those preseason games been? Well, I mean, obviously the the results weren't weren't great. I thought we played real real well against the a uh, really strong German side, and you know, um, last night we 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 slipped back a bit, and and that that does happen. I think anytime you're playing a, a challenge, or sorry, preseason game this close to the regular season, um, it, it's kind of tough to get up for it in a sense because you as much as you want to go you want to make sure that you're fresh for for 72 hours later so i, I do think uh, on both sides uh coventry as well that, that that did play a factor the game was a little sloppy and uh, a little loose there wasn't a lot of physicality in it so it, it's not conducive to 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 what we want but at the same time it's very understandable uh of why those games happen yeah absolutely and uh, it's it's all good prep in it because you, you you can learn from your, your mistakes and all that uh, and and heading into uh, this saturday's match uh, against the dundee stars um what what can we expect you think from from the storm in the in this early stages of the season yeah, I think you know, we're going to be a hard-working group. Um, we play with a lot of tenacity. Um, you know, we we got great leadership. Um, so it's going to be a fun a, a fun team to, to coach. You know, we you know we're under no illusions of, of where we are in the league and and you know what it's going to take for us to be successful. But at the same time, you know, I think as long as we're we're sticking to the process and we understand that we understand that we have to play a certain way to have success every night. I think it's going to be a fun group to follow. I think our fans will be entertained. You know, we got some great characters in Gagnon and Fawcett. And, you know, we still have that that element here that we like to have at the shelter where, you know, we won't get pushed around and we, we like to play heavy. But at the same time, we've added a lot of speed and a lot of skill and and a lot of energy. Um, you know, it comes with, with the youth that we brought in. So, it's going to be um, it's going to be a fun season. It's going to be you know challenging, but it's going to be it's going to be fun. And and for you personally, obviously you've been the head coach now for for a couple of seasons. Uh, are you looking forward to the for the new season? 
Yeah, I think I'm looking forward to the challenge here. You know, I've I've not had a, um, I don't think in my career, I don't think I've had a, a team this young, uh, this raw, uh, with this many first year pros. So, you know, there's a big challenge on me and I'm making sure that I'm, um, making sure that I'm coaching, coaching them correctly and making sure that I'm communicating correctly and, and, and they understand what, what's expected and then system lines, you know, we're all on the same page. So it's kind of a new challenge. Sometimes when you, when you got guys that you return back and back and back, it's just, you just kind of pick up and go and you forget about the coaching side sometimes when, when it, when it comes to you that easy. So it's a new challenge. It's, it's, uh, it's definitely going to be, um, different for me but I, I'm I am excited and and you know I really 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 enjoy working with my group so far in the short time that we have they're 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 a great bunch of guys and and you know they desperately desperately want success and and, and when it comes to uh, success and and um you know the the, the storm faithful um they'll certainly be rowing you on this season yeah it's been an incredible um incredible turnout you know for the for the German games was was fantastic we we had we had big crowds in there and you know there's definitely a different uh, different feel a good buzz around the team and you know I think with a lot of new players I think our, our fans are, are excited to, to to watch him play and to meet him and you know and and I think that that's created a bit of a a different buzz and you know we our, our meet the players was, was was fantastic it was sold out there's three four hundred people there and it was um it was such a great event and such a great uh, a great uh, opening event for our new guys to see how much passion there is in Manchester for hockey. Ryan Finity there, head coach of the Manchester Storm, speaking with me on Thursday. So Manchester Storm against the Dundee Stars on Saturday in the Elite League. Also taking to the ice on Saturday afternoon will be the Guildford Flames. They'll be hosting the Nottingham Panthers. We'll be hearing from the head coach of the Nottingham Panthers shortly, but to the hosts firstly. And on Thursday evening, I caught up with the head coach at the Guildford Flames. Here's Paul Dixon. Yeah, busy, um, but no, good. Uh, obviously, we were back last week, um, two training sessions on the ice uh, a day for the first week there, and uh, just a skate, get the boys back, uh, like you say, back together, yeah, get a feel uh, for the puck and the legs again, and like you say, get the lungs working. And uh, no, we had a good week. Um, obviously, two exhibition games against uh, Coventry there, and uh, I would have preferred it the other way around. We went up to Coventry and obviously won there, and then we got beat at home. But uh, like I said, it's it's not about the result in uh, any of the challenge games, the exhibition games. It's just about getting out there and dusting the cobwebs off from the summer, really. I mean, you're going to need those cobwebs to be away because you know the, the season kicks off with with the Nottingham Panthers, as you know. So it's uh, easier teams to take on in this in the early rounds, isn't they? But how's recruitment been over over the close season? Yeah, it's been good. I mean, we you know we we've been lucky enough to retain a lot of the core um, guys that we signed on one, two, three year deals. Um, you know, I think that's uh, that was our focus on on getting those guys locked down and then just adding, you know, one, two, three guys along the way and uh, to make the depth uh, stronger. But um, the recruitment went well. Um, obviously, uh, you know, we we brought in Stevie Lee as well on that front, which was kind of a bonus because we weren't really looking there to tell you the truth. And then um, Stevie made contact and it just all went from there. And um, you know, I think again, uh, it speaks volumes for for us as a club in the two years that we've been there. When you've you've got that caliber of uh, certainly player, not just player but British player as well, um, wanting to come to Guildford. Um, but that was a a huge signing for us. And then we brought in uh, Jordan Rowley on the back end as well, just another 
very good defenseman, uh, very mobile defenseman, very uh, good skating, puck moving defenseman. And uh, like I said, and then we added uh, Cambrays up front, a uh, new guy to the league this year, obviously a couple of years out of university himself from New Brunswick. And he's had a couple of years in um, one in Switzerland and then uh, Denmark and the Czech uh, Republic as well last year. So you're kind of looking for him to, to put some uh, points up for us as well. But another addition. And then we brought in um, Owen Griffiths from Milton Keynes, another for me, another good young British player who we're looking to to bring in and, and develop. Um, and you know, I think he fits in with uh, with the team well. And uh, you know, he's a good skater again, and he plays with a little bit of a grit, grit as well through his game. And uh, he, he'll be a good addition for us. And and you you touched upon that 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 step up from you know from from second tier ice hockey to to the elite league that that Guilf has made over the last few years or so. I mean, I can't really take that for granted, really. I mean, it is a big step up. Um, but but Guildford seems to be competing quite well. Yeah, you know, I think obviously it just kind of you go from your five imports, um, and then obviously the rest of your team, your fourteen, fifteen British players make the squad. Where this league, it's real reversal, isn't it? It's kind of your fourteen imports, and then the five, six, seven British players that you've got make the team up as well. So you know, it's uh, it is what it is. It's kind of it is. It's very different to where we've been, but um, like I said, it uh, it gives you a wider spectrum to certainly get your imports um, into the country. Uh, definitely into the league. Um, being in the elite league is always uh, it's not easy. Nothing's easy recruiting, but yeah, there's certainly the, the the pot of players that you can choose from as your imports is a lot bigger than what it was in the EPL. Um, obviously, with the restrictions of the EU passports there. Um, but no, like I said, it's uh, it's been exciting. It's been a good two years for us. And um, you know, when we when we went into this uh, the first summertime, we sat down and we just wanted to put a team that you know could skate. That was our that was our first and foremost. We wanted a you know we wanted a skilled team. We wanted a team that could get around the ice. And our belief was if you can get around the ice and if you can play at speed, you can compete. Um, and like I said, that was our blueprint, and we've stuck by that. And Again, you know, as the years go on, we want to we want to get a faster team and uh, and progress. But uh, like I said, there's you know <laughs> to make no mistake, there's there's some quality teams in this league and quality players. And I think again, through the course of this summer, um, it, you've only got to look at you know the players at Belfast and Cardiff and Sheffield and Nottingham, and then you go to what Coventry's brought in as well. And you know, I think obviously Dundee's got some really good players there this year. There's there's just no nights off. It's kind of you know you can go through any team they've all got quality players it's just some of the bigger teams have just got more depth that's the, that's the big thing but like I said there's, there's 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 very skilled players and very good players on every team in this league and uh, I'm, I'm safe in saying this because uh, obviously I've been doing research into you based on Wikipedia this is Paul so apologies for, yeah. for the poor research but you know <laughs> I hope it's right <laughs> I, I do too uh, you know it's safe to say you are a bit of a, a, a Guildford legend I mean you've been a coach for, for, for years so how, how do you um, relish the challenge year on year coming back and and you know t- tackling uh, the big boys like you you are doing um yeah well i mean just just going back and you know it's probably going to sound a little bit like <laughs> cliche but I've been fortunate enough to obviously to, to have a very good career uh, in the UK here, and I've been there a long time. Um, myself, obviously, I, you know, I played in the, all the leagues that coming through as a junior player, and then made the senior team, and then you know I played in the original Super League as part of the Newcastle team there a long time ago, and you know you're just developing the, the national team as well, and it's just for me, it's it's still pretty much a hobby. It's something that I love to do. It's something that I enjoy doing. 
Um, and like you say, you enjoy playing. And then when those days are over, you kind of, it's just in you. And, you know, coaching was going to be the next step for myself. And, you know, I just, I, I love the game. I love what it brings, the excitement. And uh, that that's never left me. And that's why I'm still here. And the moment that does leave me, I probably won't be here. But um, like I said, it's it, it's still exciting. But I still class this as a hobby to me. It's, it's something that I do. And I've been very fortunate to, to be in the position I've been in um, for a long time here. But uh, no, it's challenging. You know, there is... You know, it's 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 not all sunshine and roses for sure. It's uh, there's times you know when you you lie in bed and you, you don't sleep and there's lots of things going on and you know especially when you've lost a few games or you're not doing particularly as well as what you think you should be and uh, it is stressful. But again, the winning the games uh, comes back to you, the enjoyment of being it and also the I think it's just the team atmosphere as well as you know it's just good to be around the boys and you know I think it's it's what you make it. Um, but like I. And I've been very fortunate um, to have a good career as both as a player and, and in, in the coaching side of it as well. So yeah, but it's not—it's not certainly not something that I take for granted. Um, but you know, you, you get up every day and you, you enjoy for the most part. You enjoy going into work. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, we, we we should say as well. I mean, it's a long association um, with the Guildford Flames. Um, so that that home faithful and the the travelling support. Very much needed week in, week out. And uh, how important are they going to be, especially for, for Nottingham this weekend? Yeah, they've been, I mean, they've been great. I mean, like I said, I think I'm coming up 20 years here with this club and the, the fans have been fantastic through my time um, here. And, you know, the one thing that the Guildford fans do is they, they support you through the thick and thin. And, you know, I think uh, the club's been very fortunate. It has had success in the leagues where it's played. Um, you know, so I think, like I said, they are fortunate that we have had trophies uh, on hand here in Guildford over the years. And, you know, like I said, the fans have been terrific. Um, and I, I think, again, I think they've really adapted to us being in the Elite League. And, you know, they knew it wasn't going to be easy for us. We knew, obviously, a, a smaller club, um, certainly smaller capacity-wise, um, coming into that league was going to be maybe an uphill battle. But I think uh, for the last two years, we've certainly um, made a good account of ourselves. And the fans have been a big part of that you know and like I said I've been here for a long time and there's probably a handful of fans that you see home and away every single weekend there's, you know I can probably think of five six fans who I see home and away and I've seen them home and away for probably the last 20 years so you know they are committed as as, as are a lot of hockey fans in general um, but yeah they've been very good but um, going back to this weekend um, like we are every weekend you know we're, we're pretty much sold out of capacity at just under 2,000 and for every night we're very fortunate for that um, but you know they are when the crowd gets behind us with it being a, a smaller arena it certainly can feel the atmosphere and um, you know we need that we need we need the fans to, to get behind us and like you know for the players they, 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 they thrive in that environment and uh, you know it gives you that extra little bit of energy when you can hear the fans being noisy behind you and pushing you on and they've been great uh, not just the two years we've been in the Elite League but all, all over the years um, but like I said it's, it's been very They've been very fortunate as well that we have won trophies, and uh, like I said, that makes for for a better place all around, doesn't it? Paul Dixon, there, the head coach of the Guildford Flames, speaking with me on Thursday evening. Let's talk about Guildford's opponents then. That's going to be the Nottingham Panthers. And last week, Craig Anderson of this parish caught up with the head coach at the Panthers. Here's Tim Wallace. Tim, it's been quite a summer since we last spoke. Uh, are you happy with it, the makeup of your team and what you've seen of them so far? I am. I mean, it is early. It's only two weeks in, but uh, we've done a lot of good things. And, you know, every day, you know, the guys are, are learning and grasping new things. So, uh, 
it's pretty early to tell kind of what our team identity is going to be, but um, this early, I am I am really happy. Of the other new coaches that I've spoke to through the summer, they've, they've told me about the recruitment side of things and how it's it's a real change to, to what they're, they're used to normally. You've had Guy Doucette working alongside you, so both of you have been working together on this. How have you found it? It's great, you know, having two two minds and two people, you know, contacting different people goes a long way. So we, uh, you know, for the most part, we believe in the same thing and what we want for our, our club, and it's been great working with them. You know, we spent uh, a lot of time every day pretty much talking on the phone and evaluating and reaching out and getting background checks, but um, so far we've it's been really great working with them. Looking at your team for, for the season ahead, what is it you wanted to bring to your team? What kind of attributes did you feel were key for this Nottingham Panthers team? Well, a little bit of inside information, but, um, you know, I think the main thing is we wanted to have a good people. We did a lot of background check, background checks with, with every one of them to make sure, uh, you know, that they're all good guys and they want to work for each other. And there's not uh, not a whole lot of selfish guys on our, on our team and they all get along. So that was, uh, you know, that's pretty standard, but we really did our due diligence there and then also speed you know this game's evolving into a fast game and uh, you know for the most part we have a, a really fast team that's easy to tell in these first two weeks so uh, you know it's early but but we're happy so far what I like about your team just looking at the guys on, on paper there's a good mix of experienced guys that know the club and the league really well and young guys coming in as well how key was it to get that blend right yeah, it's, you know, I think we do have a, a great group of leaders, which is, is great to have. And then we have some youth and some young legs that'll that'll get moving. So, um, you know, like I said, it is it is early, but uh, I really like the blend of, blend of group that we have right now. Of course, looking ahead to the new season, expectation on, on Nottingham is always, always quite high as well. You're a fairly new coach. How do you deal with that? Um, you know, the expectations are there. I'm kind of a day one day at a time guy and i'll just you know technically we got sheffield this weekend so we'll try to get uh, two wins there you know it's when you look ahead kind of you can get distracted and you know not focus on the, the games at hand so uh you know i'll just take it one week at a time and um try to win hockey games that's what that's what we're all here for so uh, i'm looking forward to it is it fair to say it's kind of fresh approach from nottingham we've seen a lot of the same guys stay at the club for a long time it's almost like the change was kind of needed after so long that there was remnants of Corey Nielsen's team from last year as well. Is it a new direction for the club? Um, you know, we're just, like I said, trying to win hockey games. <laughs> but uh, I think there's a great group of guys that's very important. You know, you don't want, you know, if you have 19 good guys and then one guy kind of on his own page and doing his own thing, that can affect the whole group. So, um, you know, we, we wanted to make sure that the, the guys want to come to work and enjoy being at the rink together and working for each other. You know, if, if like I said, if one guy's on his own page trying to get his points or whatever, it's, it's not going to work. So uh, it is two weeks in, but um, things are going really well. So we're, uh, you know, one day at a time. BritishIceHockey.co.uk's very own Craig Anderson there speaking with Tim Wallace, the head coach of the Nottingham Panthers. Just a reminder, Saturday's matches, Guildford Flames against the Nottingham Panthers, Manchester Storm against the Dundee Stars and the Sheffield Steelers against the Coventry Blaze. And that match there between the Steelers and the Blaze will be reversed on Sunday when the Coventry Blaze will be hosting the Sheffield Steelers there in the Midlands. But that's the Elite Ice Hockey League. What about the National Ice Hockey League? There's been a bit of a restructure with the National League itself looking rather competitive, it has to be said. Shortly we'll be hearing from the new head coach at the brand new club, 
joining the British ice hockey system this season. The Leeds Chiefs' very own Sam Zajac will be joining us. But before that, it's to the Swindon Wildcats. And on Tuesday, I caught up with their general manager, here's Steve Nell. Yeah, we've, uh, we've had a good summer. Uh, we've retained a lot of the players that we had from last year. Uh, brought an old import back that hopefully will have a, a big impact. Uh, brought a new import in. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's good. We're, we're in a good spot and we're happy with where we are. And uh, when it comes to the Wildcats more generally, um, uh, you know, if you, if you visit the website, swindlewildcats.com, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's a cracking website, it has to be said. And uh, the club off the field as well, doing some great work. So, so all that side of the club's work moving in the right direction. Yeah, it's a continual process, just trying to improve every year, really. Uh, on ice, off the ice, in everything we do. Uh, website's part of it, but we've got a big community programme, a junior programme, and uh, Oregon, Oregon Hockey Academy, so we're yeah, we just try to improve as we go and a little bit each year. And uh, when it when it comes to that community program, I mean, how, how many how many participants are we talking about here who are regularly getting involved with the club? Oh, well, we've got we've got kids who come to the uh, rink during the week from schools. Uh, we've got about six or seven schools who are programmed in throughout the year. Uh, it's normally about thirty kids per session, so. Now, there'll be uh, hundreds and thousands over the course of the season. Uh, and then we do the after-school club where a couple of our uh, community coaches go out to the schools and, and basically just uh, do street hockey. But it's not just all about hockey anymore. It's, uh, it's just sports activities after school. Now, uh, when it comes to on the ice, because obviously some of those kids will be, will be coming to, to, to watch the team or have watched the team, um, last season was, was a good season uh, for, for the Swindon Wildcats. What, what do you think fans should be expecting of the club this year? Well, we would obviously hope a similar uh, a similar thing. Uh, we want to be competing at the top. The, the league's obviously changed. Uh, so other teams are going to be saying that as well. They all want to be competing at the top. But, uh, yeah, we're, we've just got to do our thing, keep our heads down. And it's going to be a lot more competitive this the league this year because of uh, the change. And I think it's a positive change. And we're looking forward to being more, you know, having more competitive games night in, night out. And really not... Uh, you can never just bank on a win. It's uh, you, you don't know anybody can beat anybody on any night, and that's what we want as a as a club and as a league. And and as as a league, obviously, like you say, you touched upon the the, the restructure that that's gone on uh, below the elite ice hockey league uh, for for this season. What what impact do you think that's going to have on on the game in in the lower levels of in this country? Well, we need uh, some consistency. That's what we need first of all. Uh, in the teams that are in the league, uh, and hopefully we've got that now. The teams that are in there want to play at this level. I think the biggest, uh, biggest thing in the last few years is just reducing our imports from five to, to two, and I think that's that's where it should be. You know, everybody wants to see more imports. The fans ask, you know, why don't we have three? Why don't we have four? But it's all about sustainability, and not all the clubs can sustain four or five imports. So, I think having uh, two imports is sustainable, but then also gives a lot of the, the Brits a chance to play more. And you see them at uh, you know, all the clubs uh, in the league. Uh, players are getting a chance, the goalies especially are getting a great chance. Uh, you know, there's good goalies coming through. But players, you know, forward defence, everybody's getting a chance with the, the smaller number of imports. And I think that's where we should stay. And I, I personally don't think we should be going any higher than that uh, unless the, the landscape changes. and. The, the bottom line is the clubs can't sustain it and the, the crowds that the clubs get and the capacity and the, the revenue generation is just not there to sustain a five-import league going forward. And I don't think we should be putting ourselves in a position where in 
you know, a year or so, there's teams in trouble and, and then all of a sudden teams are dropping out. We we need to get a, away from that cycle and, and really just aim for consistency and uh, over the next few years to, to build the league stronger and give the British players a, an opportunity to play and develop uh, and then hopefully uh, move on. Uh, we're quite happy for our younger players and players to come in and develop with us and then move on to elite league uh, teams if they get the opportunity. That's good for them. Yes, and uh, obviously, like you say, I mean, it's it's just encouraging um, that pathway, isn't it? And and that conveyor belt that that it's been moving already at, at most of these clubs, but it just takes it up that next step, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, I mean, we uh, we've got Thomas Lucas, who's on a two way with us, who's with the Cardiff Devils. Uh, last year we had Sam Jones, who has moved on to Fife, and uh, you know, if we can help other players do that, then great. And we've got a junior development program that's coming through where we've got. Lots of young players coming through, and we've changed our uh, second team to a basically an under twenty three team playing in NHL two. Uh, so that's what we're we're focusing on those young players to help develop them to have an opportunity to come into our team, and then if they can step up to the next level, then great. And when it comes to um, the the level that some of these kids will be will be moving into, um, the national league itself, some big names in in this division. It's it's going to be a very very competitive year this year. That's for sure. It is, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's one of the great things about the league. Uh, we've got 10 teams who want to play uh, and who want to play at that level. So, yeah, it's going to be really competitive and looking forward to it. Uh, and uh, and obviously this weekend, uh, to, to uh, immediate matters, uh, the Link Centre will be hosting uh, yourselves and, and the Bratnell Bees. Um, what what are you expecting there? I mean, Bratnell, a great club, but it's, that goes to show you the, the calibre of the division, as we just said. Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know... Everybody thinks we've got a good team at this point of the season. Everybody's happy with it, but I think it's not until you get to the ice and and you start playing the games that you find out where you really are. And there'll be a lot of change. I mean, uh, in in the next few months of whether it's lines, players, whatever, you know, throughout the teams, everybody will be adjusting to the new league. So, yeah, looking forward to it. It'll be a good game. Bretton will always give us a good game, so it'll be entertaining and expecting a, a good crowd. So, yeah, really looking forward to the first game. Steve Nell there, general manager of the Swindon Wildcats. So who else will be making up the National League this season? Uh, the Basingstoke Bison, the Bratnell Bees, the Hull Pirates, Milton Keynes Lightning, Peterborough Phantoms, the Raiders of Romford. We've got the Sheffield Steel Dogs, of course, the Swindon Wildcats and the Telford Tigers. But we've also got new to the league, the Leeds Chiefs. And it's been a busy time off the rink in preparation for this brand new season for this brand new Yorkshire club. And on Tuesday, I caught up with the player head coach from the Leeds Chiefs, is Sam Zajac. Yeah, preparations are going well. Um, for all the players signed up, you know, everyone on board, guys kind of starting to arrive this week. Um, it's been really busy, it's been hectic. Obviously, there's been loads going on behind the scenes, um, you know, from stuff like the sponsors, you know, away from the rink, and then obviously the on-ice staff and everything. So it's, we haven't really had a moment to spare, but it's been really exciting and we're really happy with how it's shaped up. And a few people were wondering uh, the the home venue. Uh, what, what, how's that? How's that shaping up for 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 the first competitive home game? Yeah, um, the latest is they're hoping to have it open by October half term. So the I think it's second last week in October, I think it is. Um, and our first home game there is going to be November the third. And uh, how's it looking for those people who've not seen? Yeah, it? yeah, good. Um, it's good. I mean. I haven't, I haven't been in for the last probably two weeks, but it's, you know, it's getting there. Obviously, not being a builder, I don't really know how long kind of stuff takes. But for my eye, obviously, you know, it's looking like a nice win, so that's positive. 
Um, <laughs> that is good news. Yeah. yeah, just to confirm, <laughs> it's definitely an ice rink. <laughs> yeah, and, and when it's it definitely com- an ice rink, as far as I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to uh, promoting uh, the the team and and getting it out there in in the wider city, how, how's that side of of the club being the the marketing side and and engaging with the with the, the with the local populace? Yeah, it's going well. Um, Heather McDermott, who's the uh, the staff there with Tanner Ice at Leeds, and she's. She's met a lot of um, you know local people and local companies who are really really looking forward to getting involved. Um, and we've got a, a jersey launch penciled in for this Saturday, the seventh of September, um, and, and just down in a bar in Leeds there. And there's a lot of people expressing interest in that. So we're hopefully going to see a lot of fans there. And you know we're going to hopefully get some of the, the new sponsors down. And um, we've got a, a guy from Leeds United there who does the, the announcing. He's going to come and kind of compare for us that night. So it, it's really exciting. It's, it's kind of it's good that we're finally, you know, putting some meat on the bones because it's all been planned at this stage. But now it's kind of getting put in the practice, so it's really exciting. I mean, when this when this journey started uh, for for the club, getting to this stage, so much hard work's gone into it, and and we're not even, you know, talked about uh, the the players themselves yet. I mean, how much work has gone into this? Yeah, it's been non-stop since I came on board um, in mid-May, and it's been you know every day, um, and that's it's kind of what you're expecting. Obviously, it's it's because everyone involved they're passionate, passionate about ice hockey, so it's kind of doesn't feel like work at times. But yeah, there's, there's so much goes on under the surface that people don't really realise. And I'm obviously new to the kind of the backroom staff, so all the stuff that you maybe just take for granted as a player and as a fan that you don't you don't realise all the hard work that goes into it. But yeah, it's, as I said, it's, it's been non-stop, and I mean we've had ups and downs, obviously, but we're really happy with kind of the way. Where we're shaping up now, and and when it comes to recruitment, obviously you know this level of the game very very well. Um, so so where do you think Leeds can compete? Because it is it is a relatively new competition as well. So so where do you think Leeds can compete in this shake up? Well, we're really optimistic. We're we're delighted with the way recruitment's gone. Um, obviously starting a little bit later than, than some teams and having like literally nobody on board when, when we first started. It was obviously going to be a challenge, but. I think we've got a, a really good mix of um, of older, more experienced players, and then some good younger talent coming through. And I think both of our imports are going to be, you know, game breakers as well. So we're really excited. We're really happy. We're delighted with the goaltending. We've got some good forwards to announce this week who I think are going to be real difference makers too. And I don't see why we can't compete on a on any given night with every team. Um, I, I think that the league itself is going to be really close, top to bottom which is something that maybe we haven't had the last couple of years. But um, I think all the teams are shaping up well. And obviously, a lot of the guys obviously know the other guys around the league because it is quite a small small world when it, when it comes to British hockey. But we're, we're really happy with the way it's shaped up. That that world seems to be getting bigger though, with with the likes of of Leeds coming on board, and we just had Steve Neil on from from uh, from Swindon, and we were talking yeah, about yeah. the the quota system and and how that's an improvement because you know you, you're having to rely a lot more on on local players and and you know and that and that side of things. How, how important is that? Do you think for developing the game further? I think two to three is probably the right level, um, the right amount of of imports for this kind of level in this country. I think uh, the way I always see it is obviously the elite league is is the best league in Britain, but I think the national league is the best British league, if you like. And um, so this is probably you know the natural level where we're at. And don't get me wrong, there's some fantastic players at this level too. I mean, you, you see guys like Kieran Long, what he's done since he stepped up from obviously the old EPL and, and Duncan Spears. I just saw score his first goal since he stepped up from Sheffield up to Dundee and. I mean, if, if guys are willing to put the work in, and uh, there's nothing to stop them kind of reaching that high level, and I think there's definitely a lot of a lot of good British talent that maybe kind of goes 
unnoticed playing in the in the lower leagues. And and as yourself as well, you're not just the, the coach, but you're also playing this season. So you're you looking forward to that challenge. I am, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I always look forward to this time of year. All the kind of hard work starts to bear fruit now, and you, you sort of get on the ice, and the excitement starts building. So. Yeah, hopefully I can have another good year on the ice and, you know, pair it well with, with the coaching responsibilities, which, as I say, will be new to me and I'm sure it will have its own challenges, but it's something I'm really looking forward to. Uh, I was I was going to ask you as well, I mean, obviously the, the first game, uh, first competitive game is going to be at Sheffield, which is uh, could be the start of, of a beautiful relationship with, with the club, <laughs> let's call it that. Um, so so uh, a big Yorkshire derby to kick things off. Look, looking forward to that game? Yeah, um, that was obviously when the fixtures came out, they were kind of ones that we circled right away. So to get them on the first the first weekends, it was, uh, it's really nice. That was initially penciled in as a, a pre-season friendly game. But um, when they changed the fixtures around a little bit, obviously with our link not being open on time for the start of the season, they decided to make it a league game. So it means we're getting right in there, you know. We're going to go in there cold. They'll have played the weekend before, but we're going to have a good two weeks of training. And I think we're going to go up to speed. And don't get me wrong, they've got a very strong looking roster, but I definitely think that we can compete with them. Sam Zajac there from the Leeds Chiefs and a big good luck to everyone at the club as uh, preparations continue for the brand new season. Uh, just a reminder, the National Ice Hockey League doesn't start properly for another week or so. Uh, so for fixtures and that kind of thing, visit their website, eiha.co.uk. But that's it for this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. A big thank you to all my guests this week for joining me. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Remember, for all the latest goings on from the world of British Ice Hockey, you can visit the website britishicehockey.co.uk. If you're listening to this show on Thursday, a big good luck to both Belfast and Cardiff in Champions Hockey League action this week. But I've been Ben, and wherever you're going this weekend to cheer on your British Ice Hockey side, make sure that you have fun. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.